what is up coming to you live and 15 minutes late if you're watching this live from the cat house in Montebello, california it's time for dre's geek philosophy podcast the july 20th edition uh episode 183 the dre's a zombie because you know all this time, Rosa and I, you know, while Rosa was pregnant with our baby, and we were constantly told, oh, goodbye sleep, goodbye sleep. That's, a, that's what you always hear, goodbye sleep. But you know what? I feel like the one thing that people don't mention is that you're permanently exhausted for, like, the rest of your life. <laughs> it's like, I just, I, I feel permanently tired. Forever. <laughs> And, uh, my one of my coworkers tell me, "Oh, don't worry, that that'll go away when your kid turns 18. <laughs> Comedy. You know what else is funny? Today's episode is brought to you by Streets of Rage 4 for the Nintendo Switch. This comes out next week, July 30th. We already have a video up. What's up, Art? We have a video up." On our YouTube page, we have a video here on Facebook. We have video on Instagram. Uh, uh, Damon, that, awesome you're watching. Yeah, this is not the limited run version. The limited run is, is, has their exclusive window where they take forever to ship stuff. So I think our version might show up before their version will show up. Well, I know some people have gotten theirs. Uh, if you hear a rattle in the background, that's our executive producer, Tiger Limon. He's on his little ones and twos. He's on his jumperoo. He's going to be doing some executive producing. He's on his little soundboard over there. So you, you'll be hearing the, the, the boy in the background being adorable. He is happily jumping up and down in his jumperoo. What's up, executive producer? You doing good over there, boy? Awesome. Yes, Jai Polidor, you need a copy of that game. I, I, don't worry. I, I got you. I, I know a guy. <laughs> I, I know a guy who's a sales manager uh, at Video Game Wholesale. That's me. I'm the sales manager at Video Game Wholesale. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll get you squared away, John. And yeah, well, let, let I, I want, let me start talking about this game, Streets of Rage Four. Uh, so I got an advanced copy, obviously, because I work at the place that's doing the exclusive distribution starting next uh, Tuesday. Right now, it, it's it, it's ex, it was exclusive. It's a limited run until next Tuesday. Originally, this was supposed to come out tomorrow, but limited run needed another week because uh, they're slow at shipping stuff. So I believe that would be like next Thursday or uh, the 30th should be next Thursday. I think I am. Not, yeah, no, next Thursday. That sounds about right. Tomorrow would be the 21st and the 30th would be next Thursday. So it, th this game much, much harder. Like uh, I'm sure most of us, our frame of reference for Streets of Rage is uh, the good old Sega Genesis. Uh, that, that's where the, you know, the, 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 the first three iterations of this game came from and uh that, and that's the the first game i got with my sega genesis when i was a young man way back in 1993 i think was when i got my genesis i think i got 93 i got my got my my genocide and uh the game that came with it uh, i did not get sonic the hedgehog 2 included in mine i have my not for resale copy of streets of rage 2 and little did i know that i would play the daylights out of that game i i loved I still, although I still love Streets of Rage 2, I, I, I'm pretty sure I bought it on the, on the virtual console, back on the Nintendo Wii, just so I could keep playing it. And then later on, I got the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection. Do I have it on hand here? Well, yes, I do have the Sonic's Ultimate Genesis Collection, which this does have, Streets of Rage 1 and 2. I don't know if this has the 
Uh, it actually does. It does have Streets of Rage 3. So this was the last time I was able to play Streets of Rage. But uh, it was announced last year, this Streets of Rage 4. Uh, by Guard Crush, Dotemu, and Lizard Cube, I believe, were the developers on this one. And the publishers are good friends at Merge Games. Uh, unknown fact, a little known fact, uh, Merge Games, are, are the company I work for, we, we do all the uh, distribution for Merge Games. Merge Games is an awesome company based out of the UK. They do a lot of cool games. I believe they're um, also responsible for another awesome game that came out last year called Dead Cells. I think that was their biggest game prior to this. Obviously, this was, this was a big get for them to be uh, creating and publishing this awesome new iteration. Yes, Team Blade Blaze is in this. Axel is in this. And then there's uh, two new characters where you start off with. And I believe there's uh, eight other characters you unlock. I've already unlocked one of the characters. I already forgot his name. But he, he is the, uh, the other character from Streets of Rage 1. And yes, you can unlock all the characters from Streets of Rage 2 and 3, I believe. I, I saw the kangaroo in a bar. He was tending bar in the game. So that, that was awesome. Uh, the first thing, uh, I, I played this over the weekend and, and, and today. Man, the game is hard. <laughs> it is much more difficult than, than back when I played it back on the old Sega, old Sega Genesis. Uh, the enemies are a lot smarter and there, there's a lot more depth to the game. Uh, I mean, the game has been out digitally for uh, a couple of months now. Uh, if, you, if you're a person who prefers to buy digital, this is, this is not a new release. It's been out for a little while. If you, have, if you had Xbox Game Pass, you've been able to play it since May, I believe. But if you're a, a cranky old man like me and you have to have your game in a physical form where you have the physical cartridge... That way, your digital media rights cannot be suddenly taken away without warning. This is the the, the, the version I was waiting for. I was I, I was waiting. I'm like, all right, when are we gonna get that physical copy? Uh, and uh, and and lo and behold, I have mine right here. I, my, my boss allowed me to get an advanced copy, so I could re I could report on it. And he, he, he was he was cool about it because because uh, we're gonna use it as marketing for the game as well. Uh, to to get all of our. Uh, <laughs> All of our video, video game uh, retailers who we, we, we work with, like, hey, check it out. Go buy this. Stock it in your store. I mean, we, honestly, we, we really haven't really had to twist anybody's arms to buy this game. And hell, Amazon is, like, buying big. So if you want to get your copy as soon as possible, uh, go pre-order on Amazon. If you go, go it, It's a, one of the top pre-orders on Amazon right now. I believe the Switch one is probably one of the top ones, followed by the PS4, the Xbox One. Because, because like most people on Xbox One, they have that Game Pass. I mean, they've already been able to play it. They don't care about having a physical copy. But if you're if you're a grumpy old man, a grumpy old gamer like me, you can get a physical copy. Man, uh, something else about the game. Uh, there's a, a lot more depth to this game than there was back in the, the OG Streets of Rage. I, I remember figuring out... <laughs> I'm laughing at the guy who fights with his hands in his pockets. Yeah, that dude kicks you in the face and he headbutts you. I don't like that guy. The guy who fights his hands in his pockets—that's like a new—that's a new character because they, they use a lot of sprites. I don't. Well, actually, I don't know if it's necessarily a new character because I didn't play Streets of Rage three, but I see a lot of the characters from Streets of Rage two, and they frustrate me more now. It's it's much more frustrating. I'm like, hey, what the hell? Why is this so hard? Like an area in the game I, I was stuck in. There's there's a there's these three rooms where they they throw a bunch of the, the the crappy enemies at you, but they give them a bunch of weapons and you suddenly get swarmed and you have to strategically figure a way how to survive this room of crappy enemies. They, oh, they only take a couple of hits each to kill, but when there's like six of them coming at you with swords or in, in like pole, pole arms, and like, what the hell? They have so much range now. 
it was quite frustrating. I, I I've gotten very used to using the the there, there, there's a, a character who is very much like Max. I, I want to unlock Max because Max was my guy. See, Jai, as as he commented earlier, he's Team Blaze. I am Team Max. I I use the hell out of Max because uh, especially back then, uh, back in old ninety three, ninety four, because Max is a freaking like professional wrestler and. All, all of his moves were like body slams and atomic drops and drop kicks and and it was it was really cool. I, I liked using him and then the, the 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 first guy you get, I already forgot his name, but he has his robot arms. He plays very much like Max. But if, if I get further along in the game, I don't know how to do the unlock. I haven't gone to the old uh, internet to figure out how do I unlock Max. How many points do I need to get to get my get my OG back so I can wreck fools with my sliding kick. And get get in there because that, that was always my mind. I could slide in. the blo The block button, I, uh, yeah. The enemies are blocking a lot. I, I see. Is there a is there a block button? I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe one of the buttons is blocked. But I, I I learned like if I hold down the punch button, it charges up, and you unleash a, a stronger punch, which was not in the OG one. I already knew about the you know tap forward and hit the hit the attack button. Um, if you're an old, if you've played the original games, something new that they've done in this one is, um, if you use your special, you still it still uses up your health. But if you don't get hit, if you use your special, it, it leaves it kind of like Marvel Capcom S, like oh, there the bar is still there. If you beat up enemies before they hit you, it refills your health. But if, if they catch you while your thing is like if it's empty and you before you've refilled it, then it, it comes down and and you're you're in destination fucked. But Overall, I am really enjoying the game. I, I can't wait for old people like me to get their hands on a physical copy of this game. It, it's it's pretty damn awesome. Oh, I'm going to try to do some more videos of it. Uh, time provided, if, if this little guy... Oh, I don't think he just fell asleep on his jumper. <laughs> little guy fell asleep in his jumper. <laughs> he tuckered himself out. My, 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 my executive producer, Tiger, has tuckered himself out. But yeah, awesome game. But what? But what I was thinking about today is like, what? What? What am I going to talk about this game? Besides from, aside from uh, singing its praises and then telling you all how good it is, and how you should uh, get your own get get your copy, depending on what system you play. If you're playing on on the Switch or on the PS4 or on on the Xbox One, uh, I was thinking like, how can I mean? We need a lot more titles like this from the past to be dredged up. I know. We get a lot of remakes nowadays, but there there could be stuff like this that could be mined from the past and brought forward. You know, like we talked about last week, Beautiful Joe. I'm like, what what is stopping Capcom other than stubborn pride or stupidity from doing a remake or a remaster or or, or just doing a Joe three? Put it out digitally, see if it does well. Let those guys get a limited run, make a physical copy if they wanted to. There, 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 there's probably games ripe for you know being brought back because yeah Streets of Rage was an IP that hadn't been used since you know the mid 90s since the Streets of Rage 3 because I'm pretty sure Sega clearly had done nothing with it since then uh, they, 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 they kept reselling the old ones on virtual consoles and on compilation discs it's, it's, it's on Front Street on the on last year's uh, Sega Genesis Classics uh, the um, that, that, that disc that they put out and then the, the Sega Genesis uh no, the classics was I think that was the year before, and then last year was the literal tiny Sega Genesis. They were like they made sure people know, hey, look, Streets of Rage is on here, and the the, the people at Merge Games got a, got their hands on the license. They said, hey, Sega, can we license Streets of Rage and make a new one? 
and they and then and they did but there, there's probably a lot of good stuff from the past that could be you know resurrected it, it happens every once in a while one of my favorite things that got resurrected i guess now it's like i think about it, it's like eight years ago or nine years ago was when nintendo brought dredged up star fox 64 and put that on the 3ds I was like oh cool they they literally remade they take an awesome game from the past modernize it for the present and a lot of more people get to enjoy it uh i don't know why game companies are are so aghast at this uh there's plenty of stuff out there i mean i i know many people want oh give us new ips give us new ideas you know uh, the, the old Nintendo philosophy is like, oh, they put out a Mario game, they put out a Mario Kart game, they put out, you know, the Zelda games. This is the stuff that finances all the crazy ideas. Because, you know, all those years as a Nintendo rep. All right, everybody, hold on. I got my Nintendo gloss. Take a drink. All those years as a Nintendo rep, I tell you, hey, you guys gotta, if you guys want new IPs, you have to buy the new IPs they put out. <laughs> Which uh, segues me into uh, th this morning, uh, Nintendo did their. Did a quick uh, eight-minute announcement of games this morning. They, they 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 put it out on Twitter yesterday that they all we're we're gonna do a, a quick Nintendo Direct. That'll be less than ten minutes. And of course, uh, the the most rabid and psychotic of Nintendo fans were like, "Oh, they're gonna announce F Zero. They're gonna announce this." It's like it's like no, it's third-party partners. So yeah, it was just a bunch of simple games. There's like a Rogue Warrior. Uh, I need to buy the full price before it goes on sale. Yeah, exactly. They, they need to pick them up when it releases to help support the product. <laughs> uh, so, like, they made an announcement. They're going to do... They're going to announce some Nintendo Switch stuff this morning. They announced this. Rogue Warrior, they devoted a couple minutes to WWE Battlegrounds, which looks like a rehash of the WWE All-Stars game that came out many moons ago. I want to say, like, eight, nine years ago. Which I, I think I did buy that game on 3DS because I was playing my 3DS primarily eight, nine years ago. And uh, they, they, they showed uh, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne. They're going to they're gonna remake that game from the PS2. And then they announced Shin Megami Tensei 5. And that was it. And I was like, well, for some Nintendo fans, like, that's it? Where's F-Zero? Where's this? Like, where's, like, where's all this other stuff that I dream of? It's like, no, like, they're, they're going to do other directs. Nintendo always, you know, just, they're only going to give you what they want you to know. And, all these people build themselves up. Like, Nintendo was about to make an announcement. All right, they're going to announce all the things I want. No, they're not. They didn't have their E3 press conference. They're going to just delay all that stuff. They still haven't even announced all the... Uh, like I think, like I said last week, they haven't even announced all the um, the Mario anniversary stuff that they planned on because... Sorry, COVID-19 fucked everything up. Especially over there in Japan. Uh, they're, they're all having to work from home. And they can't really work from home with a lot of sensitive information. So I don't know how they're transporting that data around if they have to have some courier bring a literal hard drive to them. Yep, we're still waiting on Bayonetta 3. I know, Jai, you're still waiting with bated breath. I know you were hoping that that was going to be what was announced this morning. But uh, I guess that technically that's a second-party game, my friend, because Nintendo is the one footing the bill for that, just like they footed the bill for Bayonetta 2. And yeah, it's like, see, Nintendo's the one. I mean, people dog on Nintendo all the time. And, I, I, and you know, honestly, ever since... Uh, what, third grade i've been a nintendo defender for my entire life I, I literally was paid to be a nintendo defender for seven years but i i did it for free for the previous freaking 20 or or 15 however many years you want uh, you, you do the math uh, i i was i i've been defending nintendo for my whole life and they, they, they operate on their own freaking 
Uh, they, they do. They operate on their own schedule. They don't care about what, what anyone else does. We have a whole podcast that was dedicated to this a few years ago. If you want to go dredge that up, it's on our YouTube, I think, where I explain Nintendo's business practices. This is where, like, if I was a, a really good content provider, there'd be a link right there. Like, oh, link to episode Drain Explains Nintendo. I mean, maybe I'll do that for the YouTube version if I ever have time at work to, to do that. And, uh, yeah, they, they're just going to do their own thing. And I, I think because they do whatever they want and they clearly don't listen to the people on the internet that's what frustrates the internet fans because you see like sony and microsoft trying to kowtow to them like oh look look what we're doing for you look what we've done look look we're listening to you where nintendo's like here's a game that we we planned on releasing we didn't base it on any fan feedback here you go and then the the nintendo fans are like all right well i mean that they're giving animal crossing and then you you I believe in Nintendo's mind, like, here is Animal Crossing. You should be busy for the next forever. But then there's always a segment like, no, we want more. Give me Metroid. Give me this. Give me all Give me all the things. And this could be said for most fans. My boss at work and I, we were having this discussion last week over the uh, the insatiability of Nintendo fans. How they, uh, I, in, in my opinion, they can be the most unsatisfied fans, right? You can say, in some aspects of the Xbox fans or the Sony fans, they can also be very unsatisfied with things. But I feel there's no one as vocal or vocally unhappy as rabid Nintendo fans. They, they, they are constantly set themselves up for disappointment. They, they, they do it to themselves. And it is, it is oddly fascinating how it happens. It's, uh, it makes no sense to me. How they, they do this? And they, yeah, I see right there, Ryan. Uh, your wife is obsessed with Animal Crossing. Yeah, you, you've created another Nintendo consumer right there. They they love the uh, they love Nintendo, love the freaking they love that stuff. Why is my audio? Yeah, you create a monster. Yes, uh, that's what happens with Nintendo. You find something that really hits you, and then you're all you're all in. There's a, there's a, you know Animal Crossing hits a different demographic than some people are obsessed with Mario games. Some people are obsessed with the Zelda games. Some people get obsessed with Metroid and are constantly unhappy and sad. They don't get more Metroid, uh, <laughs> but they're, they, they, they fulfill a lot of niches, but yeah, toxic fans are killing everything. This is, this is true uh, across the board. This is what happens in a lot of things. There, there's the toxicity, you know, obviously it affects movies and comic books, but uh, for this specific instance, I, I'm focus on, focusing on Nintendo fan because I, I have to do a lot of video game research at work. I'm constantly having to look at stuff and find stuff. And like right now, we're, we're selling a lot of Nintendo Switch, so I have to do a lot of research on that. And when I, when I go to these Nintendo fan sites and look up stuff, I just see the, the, uh, the, the vocal minority. Because you know, it, it's not every fan. Clearly, it's not every single fan. But there's so many of them who like lose their minds. Right, you had to move back to your PS4 because I never get to touch my Switch after we put the baby to bed because <laughs> your wife is too busy checking on her town. <laughs> it's funny, I saw my Facebook memories. I, I think uh, how many years ago I was playing the 3DS Animal Crossing and I think uh, uh, however many years ago today, we're like, whoop, well, I ran into Rossetti for the first time because my cartridge fell out of my freaking 3DS. Like, I popped my cartridge on my 3DS. And, uh, I, I don't... Like, the, the addictive collector in me misses Animal Crossing, but the logical, sane person in me does not miss playing Animal Crossing. 
I, I see plenty of my friends who are still playing it. A lot of my Nintendo rep friends who are playing it right now. And they're still playing it. They, they, they post up that, oh, gate's open. Come get your, come sell your turnips. And it, 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 it sounds like a drug deal going on. Come sell your turnips. Yeah, but it, to, to get back to my original point, it just, uh, it, it just, it's frustrating for me as a, as a person. I have to like make decisions at work about what we're carrying or what we're pushing. I, I, I push a lot of what's going on on our social media and it's like every time I, I, I was like, oh, let, let, let's let's pick some Nintendo Switch games. I feel like I have to be very careful because I'm just going to get like some negative backlash <laughs> because, oh, you're excluding this game. Oh, why don't you promote this? Uh, yeah, see, Damon, that's a very logical, logical decision. Refuse Animal Crossing. If you want to play other things, uh, that I, I always had to quit Animal, Animal Crossing every time, I especially the portable ones. It was like, oh, well, I get obsessed. I need to fish. I need to fish. I need to catch bugs. I need to dig up everything. And you're like, wait, I had all these other games I wanted to play. And I'd had to quit Cold Turkey. I, I, I believe the, the first DS one, I remember there was a day where I just like took the cartridge out and put it in its case. I'm like, I can never do that again. <laughs> of course, I fell, I fell right back in the 3DS one, but I think I got out of that one quicker. I think I fell out of the 3DS one after three months instead of like six months. A planet straight where I'm just like no, but it is therapeutic. I I, I have put on the, the music for my wife many times, and she's like, "Wow, this is really pleasant." I'm like, "Yes, that's the the, the the music composers. I think they're they're the real MVPs uh, of Animal Crossing because it's just a nice. It's always so pleasant to be in the game. There 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 is just a pleasantness, like the the audio. I think that's probably. Honestly, I think it's the most important part of Animal Crossing is the, 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 the music and the sounds of this little town. It just puts you at ease unless you missed out on selling your, your turnips or whatever. Then I'm sure that causes all sorts of crazy trauma. But yeah, they, they have really crazy, awesome composers. Yeah, Nintendo music, yeah. As much as people crap on Nintendo, they, they, they really do put a lot of... Like, what, the reason why I always gravitate back to Nintendo is like... When you get those first-party titles, they put a lot of effort into them. There's a reason they don't put out an, a Mario game every single year, a la a Call of Duty, or what used to happen to Tony Hawk, or what happened, what's happened to a lot of, uh, what was happening to Assassin's Creed, where it's like, oh, let's just put one out every year, because people want a new one. No, they, they take three, four years, they work on a Mario game, they work on a Zelda game, they work on a, or the Smash Brothers, like, Poor Sakurai, I think I mentioned that last week. The poor guy literally kills himself, and the Smash fans are never happy. The, the guy's arm is falling off because he's working 18-hour days, freaking coding and programming, and the, like, he, 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 he sacrifices his own health for the sake of the game, and the fans are like, not good enough. I want Cloud. Oh, wait, we got Cloud? I want Goku. I want Ryu. Oh, we got Ryu? I want obscure character from game that will never show up. It just that that, that it, that's what it makes me sad. This this disproportionateness between the amount of work that the these people these 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 incredibly polite Japanese guys in Kyoto who work on these games and hurt themselves to create all this amazing experiences, and then the fans are like, "Well, why can't I get another Mario Kart?" I'm like, "Because they." They work themselves in overtime to give you Mario Kart 8. 
And I'm sure at some point we're going to get Mario Kart 9 because the, the, the 8 Deluxe, that was just a rehash of the Wii U one. I think that was just to kind of to appease people until... <laughs> and John, of course you want Mai. Of course, they gave us Terry. <laughs> you want Mai. I don't think Mai will get past the Nintendo standards and practices. <laughs> uh, somehow Bayonetta did, but I don't think Mai will make it past. Uh, I'm sure when they asked SNK or whoever controls SNK, like, who do you want to represent SNK? I'm sure all the pervs are like, my, but like, ah, uh, Terry Bogard. See, now I, I, I got derailed by that. Like, uh, see, good old, uh, the, the Dre's train of thought is derailed right there. Oh, like the quality of the games. I did. That's what's awesome about it. And that's what hurts me when people just shit on Nintendo. It's like, because people don't, uh, they, they only care about what they want. <laughs> Not about what they have, and it's this selfishness, the toxicity of these these people where nothing's ever good enough. But there are, you know, all those years where you know I I was out representing the physical embodiment of Nintendo. I I I did see good fans. I did see psychopath fans. Like literally, I think my first month, uh, I had a I remember a guy asking me like, "Can you explain to me why Princess Zelda has never given Link a kiss?" And then, thankfully, I had my regional manager with me. I'm like, you know what, boss? Why don't you take this one? I'm gonna, I'm gonna sit back. I'll let you handle this guy, some GameStop senior game advisor, desperately need to know why Princess Zelda has never given it up to, to Link. <laughs> and uh, this 20 year vet of Nintendo just like had to casually be like, well, that's not something that's in the content of Legend of Zelda. You have to keep in mind it's just a game. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it that some of the uh, I I constantly I, I remember when I was repping I was constantly asked oh do 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 you um do you get mad when you deal with the with the Nintendo haters I'm like no the Nintendo haters are really easy to deal with like they they they, they tell you how much they hate Nintendo I'm like all right cool sucks to be you show me on the Nintendo where it hurt you and I just do do some low level insult and just end it there. It's always the, the the really psychotic fans. Those are the hard ones to, they you could they they could never be appeased, <laughs> they they could never be happy. It's like why don't you have anything Yoshi? I need more Yoshi things. <laughs> like oh sorry I, I I don't have a Yoshi thing. Sorry he's not on the agenda right now. Yeah Princess Two of Souls not giving up to a plumber right. Uh, she's getting kidnapped all the time because uh, apparently Bowser has what she needs. Oh <laughs> yeah uh, people are all they're focused on the wrong thing. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the the insanity of the the, the, the of the most ardent of fans and I, don't get me wrong, I, I'm I'm a big fan but I've never uh, I've never approached the the level of psychosis. What well, was it uh, a few years ago when uh when a uh, new Super Mario Brothers U came out on a uh, on Nintendo Switch or new Super Mario Brothers yeah yeah whatever the new Super Mario Brothers Deluxe whatever like the, the crazy one the, the they took a Wii U game and put it. <laughs> And put it on the switch, uh, they added that power up. We're like, oh, there's a tiny, like a little toad at uh, toad could turn into princess or whatever. And then the internet just took that and created Bowsette. And then uh, Deviant Art went to town on that. And then uh, 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 hussyish cosplayers had fun with that. It's like, see, this is what you do. <laughs> Damn you, internet! Damn you, fandom! Look, look how you ruin things. <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> 
the 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 the, the, the insane fans, the toxic fans, the the extreme fans drive me crazy. And you know, so let, let me segue into something else. You know who's really suffering right now at, at this very moment the, 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 of all the fandoms that are currently suffering. It's it's the convention fan, the people who who have to go to conventions or who who need to go to conventions. Currently, they are in, they're they're in a great they're in great suffering now because this week should have could have would have been San Diego Comic Con, the the, the, the Comic Con of the City of Wales Vagina, was supposed to be this week. Uh, and while there is going to be a virtual convention happening, uh, I, I see the lament of many fans. I, I see it on, on uh, among my my Facebook friends, uh, some of the cosplayer friends or, or, or general nerd friends who who love to go. Uh, I was talking about it with my boss, and my and then my boss is like, "Oh man, I've always wanted to go," and I was like, "I'm like, you missed out." I'm like, I, I, I have a very bougie attitude about it. I'm like, "Oh, Comic Con." Uh, the last time Comic Con was good was 2007. <laughs> yeah, see, San Diego Comic Con is just it's it's too much now. It's uh, I remember the last time I went, I were 2012, and that's when I I think I I still had a blog. I remember I, I wrote a breakup blog where I broke up with San Diego Comic Con. I'm like, it's not you, San Diego Comic Con. It's me. I I I have to go. You're not for me anymore. I I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait any in line anymore. I, I don't want to deal with in, insane groups of people who are, are desperately trying to buy the exclusive so they can turn around and put them on eBay. I don't want to deal with the guy who waits in line to ask stupid questions of all these creators. I just want to hear the creators talk about their creative process when I go to the comic book panels. I want to just go to the comic book panels. I can't even get inside because there's people who are waiting for some other thing. See, 2006, I bet that was an amazing Comic-Con. You got to see Tenacious D live in concert. That sounds awesome. Uh, I, I had the, the the fortune to go. I believe uh, I, I got to go in 08. That that was that was my that was my the first time I ever gotten because uh, by my circumstance I, I didn't get to go during the the really good years of like you know between like 98 and 2000 something when it was like all right cool stuff was happening but you could walk up and buy a ticket. You didn't have to like sit in a queue online and pray to, to that, that random number generators would, would allow you to buy a ticket and therefore get later on get another random number generator so you can get a hotel room like it, it used to be a lot easier it used to just be you could just show up to San Diego <laughs> you go to hotel circle get a room go to the convention center hi I'd like one please <laughs> and you'd go inside and you get to see comic books and now it's not about comic books anymore it's media con they really uh, I'm, well I'm sure because they have the phrase comic con trademark they, they should really just change it to media con San Diego media con because that's what it is and that's, that's what it's broken down that's what all of these the more I shouldn't say all of these the majority of these shows are media conventions uh, and, and, and it saddens me like I know a lot of people still uh, a lot of people still have never experienced it and, and a lot of people still want to experience it I, I don't begrudge them but I just like it to go now in it in its current state it's 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 you're not going to a convention about comic books you're going to a convention about lines <laughs> about 
exclusive items that no one else can get until you can buy them on the internet later as someone at at, at a 1000% markup. Uh, I remember they had, I think that first year there was a, there was an Iron Man Mighty Mug cuz when I was collecting those Mighty Mugs and I uh, thankfully I got I got a, 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 I got in the right ticket and I stood in the right line and I'm like okay cool. I would like the Iron Man Mighty Mug please. It, like his little face opened up and like RDJ. Yeah, see so, uh, if I could have gone to Comic-Con, like, in the mid-90s, that would have been awesome. That, like, I had a chance to go, because, you know, when I was young, like, Dang Wong, you know, about Comic Galaxy back then, I had a chance to go, where the first owner of Comic Galaxy was like, oh, yeah, you should come, you're going to have the best time of your life, because back then, mid-90s, it was just about comics. There was no movie studios, there was no TV uh, networks uh, it was just you want to see everything about comics you'd fill up a sketchbook with free sketches of all like you'd go find your favorite artists and they'd just be chilling and they're like oh cool can i get a sketch of you know i could walk up to jim lee and get a sketch i mean theoretically jim lee still does free sketches it just it's very hard to find him because he's the co-publisher of dc comics <laughs> it was a lot easier back when you were just marvel artist or image artist jim lee now, apparently he just loves to draw for people See that, that that would have been my goal if I had go, if if young teenage Ray had, had been able to go to Comic Con. My mom didn't let me. She was like, "Nope, you can't go to San Diego for a couple of days." Like, but I would like to go to San Diego. My, my boss is gonna take me. We're all gonna go as a group. We're just gonna close the store for for four days because everyone's down there anyway. There's no reason for the store to be open. Because everyone's in San Diego, all, all the hardcore comic book fans of the mid-90s, they'd go to San Diego Comic-Con. And there wasn't a, a crazy amount of hardcore comic book fans who would go down there. It would, like, it, I believe, it, was, it wasn't even the entire convention center back then. Now they have to use the entire convention center and the Marriott and the Hilton Bayfront. And they have to use the Hyatt and they have to use everything all around to just contain everything now. And yeah, I regret not being able to go. And then, uh, in, the, in my early, I regret not using my early twenties to go. Cause I think that that would have been ideal. I don't know if I was a responsible enough adult at that time. I don't know if, well, I'm trying to think where I was in my life. I know either where I, where I was working at Fry's or working at GameStop or even before that, when I was, you know, just working at, I was working at the comic shop. I think after the, when the second owner of the comic of comic galaxy took over, I was always the one left behind it's like oh no you're the responsible one you have to stay here <laughs> i i think now i remember that now now as i'm rummaging around through my, my old memories here i think that that that's what i i think i got screwed in the early 2000s because i, I was the responsible one of the comic shop so i had to stay behind while the the, the second owner because he, he would he would buy a table and he'd go sell a bunch of stuff at comic con so i would i had to stay behind to take it, make sure the store was okay, and I was always be salty about that. I'm like, oh, but I'm pretty sure I was also broke back then, so it wasn't the the biggest loss. Yeah, <laughs> no more Comic Galaxy. Now it's hair time. That's right. Rest in peace, Comic Galaxy. The, the closest we got is you know we got old Pete Molini over there at Nostalgic Books and Comics in San Gabriel. That, that that's that's how that's, that's the closest we will get to Comic Galaxy because Pete was the last employee, of Comic Galaxy. So he so he 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 carries that torch forward. And at his current shop, Nostalgia Books and Comics. Although even he, he, I think he got tired of. Well, once he became the owner of a shop, he he stopped going. 
Right? We didn't know that we were supposed to take care of the books. <laughs> yeah, so you wish you you knew how to take care of your books, Ryan. Or then we, yeah, I I, I kind of knew because like when I was in middle school, and I started buying comic books. Uh, everyone I knew had them in the the, the, the the sleeves and the bags and boards. So I kind of understood from a very, uh, I understood from that time. Anything I bought when I was in like elementary school, yeah, all those things got trashed. Whatever my uh, mask, mobile action strike team. <laughs> mobile, M-A-S-K, I, I forget what the, the acronym, combat teams, <laughs> combat something. I, I trashed those because I was like just reading them on my bed. I'm like, all right, and then just throw them off to the side. Whatever, I'll read it later. Ah, spill a drink. Who cares? Oh, uh, I forgot. I, and then I, I think I had like a, a couple of Amazing Spider-Mans. I think I had, I had an Invincible Iron Man. Yeah, mask, right? Uh, just unlock some memories for you, Damon. <laughs> I, I had some of those toys. I had the Camaro where the wings popped up. And the little, uh, the, 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 the motorcycle. The motorcycle with the with the with the with the side pod that turned into a submarine, it's a tiny submarine. Yeah, I, I I had a few of those mask toys. I those were pretty cool. The the the, the Cadillac that like popped up. Wait, GI Joes? See, oh, the GI Joe comic book. Oh, Larry Hama. Oh, the semi truck. I think everyone wanted the semi truck. I think I only had one friend who had the semi truck. Ah, Centurions. I. I for some of my gaming friends, I was telling them about a lot of old, cool toys. Centurions. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember. There, there's these toys. Oh, my, when I was in fourth grade, they were my favorite. There, there's these things called Starcom. Uh, they, they, they were space toys, and then no batteries required. They used magnets. Uh, you go Google Starcom toys. It was the trippiest stuff. It was like, oh, the little, little figures had little magnets inside. It's like the elevator would go up. And then it was like, there's no batteries required. I that was my big selling point to my mom. Like, we don't have to buy batteries. Silverhawks, Visionaries. Yeah, see, yeah, Damon, we're like almost the same age. You you know all that stuff. Power, uh, Centurions, Man and Machine, Power Extreme. Oh, see, Damon, you had Starcom. Awesome. Oh, yeah, the bad guy ships were way cooler than the good guy ships. I had that big triangle-looking ship where you, you press the button in the back and the front would open. And you could stick something in it. Like I saved my allowance for like a month straight so I can buy that giant monster. <laughs> There's a lot of... I, I, I lament. They're like, oh, man, my son won't have any... Because like, I, 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 didn't I didn't keep most of these toys. The only toys I have in my storage... For, for my, for my, yeah, you see, you know which one I'm talking about, that big freaking thing, the big button in the back, it's awesome, I don't, the, the, the no batteries required, it's like, you use pulleys, I think you use rubber bands, and use pulleys, and use magnets, the, the, the reset everything, it was, like, it, just, it, it blew my mind as a fourth grader, I'm like, look at these things, it's so awesome, I think I had the I had the the, the hero base that like it, it would go flat and you'd, you'd stand it up and it'd be an elevator. I wish I had because I wanted to have all that stuff <laughs> for for my for my kid. I think the only thing I have is I have a bunch of Transformers from like the early two thousands that I bought at Toys R Us when I was working at Toys R Us because uh, it was in uh, no this is before the movies and that they had they had repainted a lot of the classic uh, Transformers. And I bought a bunch of them, and I opened them because like I want to open them. Even though I was like I was like twenty or twenty one at the time, I'm like hell yeah, I'm gonna open these. 
And then now I, I realize, oh, I have all these cool Transformers. Oh, hell yeah. Me and my son, once he's old enough, I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to go get that big-ass box of freaking Transformers robot in disguise. We're going to bust out Optimus Prime. We're going to bust out the evil nemesis Optimus Prime. We're going to have freaking Menasaur, because they, they, they had a remade Menasaur, and then I got the one of the other combiners. I'm like, yes. Yep. The, the, I've heard of that Netflix series. I haven't had a chance to watch it. I, I've heard of this, the toys that made us, and I, I, I'm sure I will like break down crying as I remember a bunch of stuff as I watch that series. At some point, I'm gonna, I, I need to fire that one up. Yeah, it, it, I, I bet it's a trip. A lot of the stuff from when we were kids. I mean, I, I, my son was staring at this shirt this morning, and I, I, I was explaining. I'll see right here. I mean, I see. Obviously, I didn't even think that. I, I, look at all this stuff right here, because we got He-Man, as Daniel mentioned earlier. We got Batman from like the the, the Batman '92 movie, Voltron right there. There is a professional racist Hulk Hogan. There's a spaceman from from Legos. We got Optimus Prime right there. Smurfs. When I was in elementary school, I was a big Smurfs kid. I was all about that. And we got Thundercats. Ho right there. There's Lion O. Over here, you got Snake Eyes, GI Joe. Down here, we got Leonardo from the Ninja Turtles. And then I gotta look down. Oh, and then there's Chewie from Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, it's uh yeah the, the toys that made us it's a pretty awesome uh, jai if you haven't watched it on netflix you should you should check it out i i definitely need to check it out i've heard it on several other podcasts about the the the, the toys that made us like well this one uh, uh wrestling fan podcast where they talked about uh, all, all the old ljn uh wrestling figures and he, he the, the host lost his damn mind he's like oh dude this is so cool but yeah like that, that high recommendation for that uh, i'm uh, just peripherally <laughs> Oh, the movies that made us. I, I'm, I'm sure it might be the same people, the same producers or creators. But, oh, damn! Look at that. It. I was joking, my wife. I'm not sure if I'll be able to get past 20 minutes today. But you, you guys, uh, you, as always, all of you who join me live here today, you know, Jai, Damon, Ryan, Daniel. Uh, who else? I don't want to make sure. I make sure I don't leave anybody out here. Let me, let me, let me scroll. Make sure I don't leave anybody out. Anyone else who commented here? I think it's primarily you guys. Uh, it was primarily the four of you. Uh, Art was here earlier. I don't know. If, uh, I hope you're. I don't know if you're still on Art. I know you're ten years younger than us, so a lot of stuff might be going, might be going past you. But yeah, no, it's because of you guys. You guys are the real MVPs. The the the. the Warren, yeah, Warren's a lurker, yeah. <laughs> Warren's all lurk, lurking every week. Uh, I don't know, we, we need we need the lurkers. We need the uh, we we need the viewers who just watch. <laughs> Look at you guys calling Warren out. Hey, Warren just wants to. Some people just want to watch, and some other people interact. Uh, we, uh, interaction is not a requirement. This interaction is is, is encouraged because it helps keep it helps move things along, and that, that way I don't just sit here staring at the camera going. I don't know what else to say. As we, we see how we naturally transitioned to all these old toys. Uh, it's pretty odd. Uh, Damon starts bringing up all these old toys and triggering all these memories in this in my in my battle in my battered my battered head here. We can talk about all this old stuff. Dre's old man philosophy. <laughs> but it's nine p.m. I, I gotta go check on. I gotta go check on the baby. So as always, make sure you know, always please, you guys. I, I'm. I feel like I gotta say this every week now. Without you guys, I can't do the show. 
Okay, you see, you still got your TMNTs. Yeah, let's see. I, 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 got, I got some stuff in storage for, for my young man. When he comes of age, I, I know I got a, uh, I, I got some Legos here and there. You, know, you can't get yourself to sell them. Yeah, yeah some of these crazy collectors, man, they're, they're wild. I, I sold some of my stuff. I think I, I, I sold a bunch of my sealed Transformers. Combat, yeah, the, the K in Mask was combat. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was trying to remember. I was like, what was the K? Mobile Action Strike. <laughs> Mobile Action, yeah. <laughs> or maybe it was Command with a K. Or <laughs> Combat, it was weird. <laughs> As always, make sure you uh, follow me on social media. See, Damon saw the video. Damon commented on our video on Instagram, at Podcast. Uh, I am going buck wild on Twitter at Dre GB Podcast. Twitter, my Twitter is out of control. I I keep getting uh, getting into it with, with some of these wrestling uh, journalists, and they are hilarious. And uh, I, I I'm tweeting ridiculous things at Dre GP Podcast. Um, you guys are already here on Facebook, but if you're listening to this audio, you've gotten this far. Facebook same at Dre GP Podcast. I, I'm going to also attempt to update the 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 the, the, the gaming section of the Dre's gaming geek philosophy <laughs> I, I posted up that video on, on the other Facebook page where we only have like 13 likes but we're going to try to work on that too uh, at some point I, I told my boss I, I, I have to like do some work on some content at, at work which will be double content for our, our video game wholesaling and for my podcast and for the gaming as well because we got we got to promote this stuff we got a, we got a whole bunch I got a, we got a warehouse full of video games and well, there's no better way to promote them by than actually playing them and talking about them, right? Right. Um, the YouTube page, I, I'm gonna update. Well, technically, it got an update. I posted that the, the same uh, Streets of Rage four video on YouTube, so there was a new video on YouTube, and there was actually a new subscriber. So now I feel pressure, and I'm like, oh, we got a new subscriber. I, I have to I have to deliver some more content there. And of course, if you want to join Ryan and Daniel. And, uh, and art, you can be a patron of the show, patreon.com, Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. I have access to games. If I, if the Patreon money gets to a certain point, I will use that money to buy games and give them away. We, 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 I will give back to you. <laughs> I am, I am done. We are taken from, from others. Mobile Assault Strike Command <laughs> with a K. There you go. Uh, Jai took took a minute to to, to Google that. Uh, yes, if, if if the Patreon grows, then so will the rewards. <laughs> I I have to work in the Bana at least once every few months into the show. Uh, the YouTube page, I will hopefully do more updates. We will and the Twitch page, yeah, give them away after I beat them. Yeah, ah, that you know that that would be that would be wise. But I'm too much of a collector. <laughs> I'd rather. <laughs> I'm not giving away from my collection, but if we if we end up with a surplus of cash in the the Patreon, because the Patreon helps pay for the a lot of the uh, utilities of the of the show, like paying for SoundCloud or paying for if we if we if we have a, a surplus in the in the in the Patreon, then I, I I would be compelled to use it on the people. But anyways, thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for interacting. Thank you the. You guys who interact while the show is live, real MVP. You guys are the real MVPs. Like uh, I was laughing because I, I watched some of these other Twitch people and they, they give names to the to the people. Yeah, the the you guys who are fans of the show, you guys, real MVPs. That that's like your official title, real MVPs. All y'all who support, who who show up, 
who communicate, who comment, help with the show. I right, love you guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. I got to go do some baby checking. Catch you next time. Have a good night. All right, audio listener, if you're still here, I don't know why you are. Have a good night.